Good morning. It's not the morning. You here. are listening to the dollop. This is an American history podcast. Each week, I read a story to my friend Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is about. Is that true? I never know what it. I mean, yeah, I'd say maybe maybe three times I've been like, I've heard about this guy, and then you were wrong. Uh, there's a couple times I think I was right, but mm. I think you're you're look. The point's valid. It's a valid point. <laughs> Oh God, you want to look at it? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> We have some fun. No, I don't know if that was fun. Uh, We're just June twenty fourth. Jesus, I thought you had more to say about eighteen eighty three. Okay, Philadelphia opened the first outdoor municipal pool in the United States. Oh no! Yeah. Oh boy, is this (laughs) at the corner of Twelfth and Wharton Streets? What is this going to be a pool tale? This is a pool story. This is a first. uh, This is a dollop. It's about pools. Oh my god. Okay. City officials intended for the pool to function essentially as a large public bathtub for working class residents who lacked bathing facilities in their homes. Well, that's not a pool. That's, that's not a, a pool. That's what a pool was then. A big bathtub where everybody could go bathe? Basically. Terrifying. <laughs> what? That's what, a ba- that's what a pool was then. <laughs> well, I'm glad we shifted. But quickly, local boys and young men flocked to the pool in order to roughhouse and play in the water, just as they had done for generations in the rivers around Philadelphia. Uh Uh-huh. Throw batteries at each other. Yeah. Four days after it opened, the swimmers waited in line outside the bath, rioted, when the superintendent told them that they would not be admitted that evening. Oh, boy. Enraged, the young men tore the bathhouse door from its hinges and knocked down the fence surrounding the pool. I mean... Let them in. You gotta let them in. Let them in. Police officers eventually restored order, quote, with a liberal application of their clubs. (laughs) Well, I think we know when we're talking about cops and they're saying liberal? Yeah. That's pretty abusive. (laughs) Philadelphia went on to build nine pools. The pools were incredibly popular. Over a summer, 144,000 people would swim in each pool. But they're not swimming. They're bathing. Well, they were meant to be for bathing, but then people also started swimming. So people were swimming in dirty tubs? Gladly? Look, it's the 1800s. What do you... What do you... I don't know. I guess I don't know enough... I I don't know enough of what the options were. I think these are the options. (laughs) Let's go swimming! (laughs) Cannonball! The pool was said to attract, quote, lower classes and street gamins. Okay, so I'm back to where I was before. <laughs> I'm out of the pool now. They're filthy people. I mean, picture how many teeth were floating in the pool. Oh, God. Just clots of hair. Ugh. Yeah, they didn't have chlorine. Okay, but because the, municipal, because the municipal pools were intended to be public baths, the facilities did not contain showers as the pool itself was an instrument of cleaning. Dirty bathers plunged into the water and rubbed their skin clean. Ugh. Uh, just disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. 
The YMCA introduced their first swimming pool in Brooklyn in 1885. In the following 25 years, the pools became major sources of sustainable revenue. Oh, I really thought you were going to say staph infections. <laughs> At that point, boys drowning was the second leading cause of death uh, for boys under the age, age of 16 after disease. Wow. So the Y offered organized lessons and teaching the fastest uh, swim stroke possible, the crawl stroke. In that pre-TV era, being the fastest was a big part of social entertainment. <laughs> I mean, like, Thank there God was no, for TV. Was... <laughs> Boy, pre-TV sounds fun. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going to play fastest. <laughs> what? Look at him go in the water. Which one of you is dominant? Oh, and the boys were required to swim nude. All right. So... That's a weird requirement, right? Well, this was because swimsuits back then were made of wool, and the fibers would clog the pool's relatively lame filtration systems. So nude swimming was enforced to make sure the pool didn't break. But I'm going to stick with the wool plan on this. But just for the dudes. What? Women got to wear swimsuits. Well, that's fucking weird. <laughs> right? That's pretty weird. All right, guys. Let's see those dicks. Ladies, lace them up. <laughs> Keep the tops on. Clog your pool. We don't want to see it. Us and the young men are going to be over here. Swimming naked. Swimming naked. I'm going to be teaching them the crawl. I mean, they swam at different times, right? Men and women weren't Still. swimming at the same time. Okay. Yeah. No, not, that's, not, that's not helping I me. I got you. Then in 1906, Edwin Foster, a Northwestern Medical School graduate who was working at the YMCA, tested the water and discovered it was contaminated. Shocking. I just want to point out that Edwin Foster, a medical school graduate, was working at the YMCA. <laughs> yeah, testing their pools. Testing their pools. So he was nailing it. My guess is that he was probably testing it during the girls' free swim over the crawl for the boys. His dad would come down and be like, excuse me, son, but I, we got you a, a degree as a doctor. I paid for that. I to work with pools, Dad. <laughs> Hold this on. is my dream. Dad, let me get this wool out of the beaker. I'm trying to see what's going on in here. Okay, this was the first major threat to the business income of the Y because it was known that cholera and typhoid were, were transmitted through water. I mean, uh, okay, there's... Uh, this is fucked. Uh, what? <laughs> How are you doing this when typhoid is transmitted through water? I mean, look, it had some... Let's get naked, guys. Give the typhoid as many avenues as possible. Come on, get in there and scrub, scrub, scrub. Come on. Uh, and, and these diseases were still causing widespread fatal epidemics that closed down cities. So in 1906, the standard YMCA pool procedure was to drain the pool and refill it once a week. I mean, you really got to find out what time they're refilling it. Right. You don't want to go your, in on, That's like your one swim if, a week. If they're refilling on Sunday and you go in on Saturday, yeah. you are jumping into disease. Like when there's three feet in the pool, it'd be like, mind if I just do a dip real quick? Johnny, don't go in there. There's AIDS. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Uh, so this refilling pools actually continued into the 1920s. And in one case, in Spartanburg, South Carolina, the 45,000-gallon pool was emptied and refilled twice a week until the 1920s. Could really use some of that water right now, man. Right? Oh, boy. <laughs> Men and boys continued to swim naked just as they had in rivers and farm ponds before pools. In 1909, 
The New York, New York Times covered a swim meet where families attended. 40 schools competed with around 1,000 spectators watching. Apparently, being nude in front of people was less important than speed. Yeah. Quote. Well, that, that's why it was called a swim meet, because your fucking meat was in the pool. <laughs> fucking flopping. Quote, the athletic prowess of the very small boys in the 80-pound championship was of less moment to the spectators. I don't know if that, that got changed by <laughs> sure. autocorrect. Uh, was probably of less import to the spectators than the enthusiasm of the youngsters who discovered in their trial heats that their swim trucks impeded them and that they could swim faster nude. Okay. Thereafter, the boys in a state of nature swam like tadpoles through the many heats necessary to a decision. What? So... An 80-pound boy is about a 12-year-old, 13-year-old. Yeah, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So, are we... Huh? Are we take? Are we on the road to... It all sounds a little gay and pedophilic. Well, okay, but this is a different time, so I think people were... But even uh, maybe, the way that maybe statement was said maybe, was a little like, yeah, it is a little oh, weird. you know, they realized it impeded them. Yeah, someone's painting a picture. Oh, nothing turns me on more than them getting impeded. Someone's painting a picture. Don't impede in the pool. Who's a tadpole? <laughs> Who's a dirty little tadpole? Um, no, but I think, like, or were they right or are we wrong? Like, were, were they, like, not... If if nudity wasn't that big of a thing, then isn't it that was, more though. normal? It was They made the fucking girls wear it. All right. In 1910, <laughs> the first pool recirculating pump was installed. And by 1913, chlorine chemicals were being added to the water. The federal government was just beginning to re- require chlorination of public water, and wool bathing suits were on their way out. By the 1920s, there were other more comfortable swimming alternatives that didn't shed fibers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. But nude swimming was not going anywhere. Why? What the <laughs> fuck? In 1926, the American Public Health Association published the first guidelines for swimming pool management. The guidelines recommended that males swimming take a soap shower before swimming nude. Unadored, undyed tank suits were recommended for females. Also, male swimmers were checked out before they got in the pool. Oh, my God. What? Okay. So, here we go. This is a pyramid scheme. What? What? If, what? what? You've got to be, at some point, someone's got to be like, is it weird that we make the girls wear clothes and that we just shower then, the boys and then inspect them? And then some guy comes over and looks at my dick and asshole? All right. Now, how's your, your dick all clean? Bobby, you're looking good today. Oh boy, your dick tastes really clean. <laughs> you really soaked up your pecker, huh? Quote, there was the visual inspection. Part of the aquatic director's job duty was to inspect men before they jumped in the pool. Mm, I'm the aquatic director. Hello, I'm here to see your dick. Hello. The inspectors weren't just checking for venereal diseases. No. The idea was to look for any open wounds or other indications that a swimmer might have a big open wound in back here. Infectious disease. Well, you have a giant bleeding hole. Oh, boy. In the book, The Sanitation of Bathhouses by William Pard Gehard, Nude swimming is encouraged alongside a pre-swim physical examination. Much can be done to keep the water in a swimming pool sanitary by an efficient supervision and management of the bathers, Gerhard wrote. A physical examination of the bathers while nude to exclude the diseased accomplishes much good, but it is difficult to enforce except in YMCA buildings and schools or military baths. Wait, okay. Why... Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Right, there's chlorine in the pools now. 
And it's just the Y that's doing the boy inspections? It's the Y, and it's all schools, all public schools, and military uh, places. Okay, so, but... And the Castro. Uh, okay, I just would love to meet the aquatic director. I'm still, I'm still there. <laughs> Hi, my name's Bruce. Okay, let's see now. I would like to be your aquatic director. Get out of here, you dirty girls. What's Come your experience? Okay. Well, I've seen dicks. Uh-huh. That's mm. it. I'm the aquatic director. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And I'm also, mm-hmm. my penis is a medical device. I'm sorry? So, let's see these penises. Yeah, so this is a, this is a great job. For a pedophile. Yeah. Oh, oh, Dave, Dave, Dave. Like, this is the best job ever. This is like the job, like, someone will be like, like, remember when a few years ago there was, like, this tropical island that had, like, a mansion on it, and they literally were just, uh, they were trying to find somebody to just kind of watch the island. Yeah. This is that version for pedophiles. This is the island watch job. For people who like boys. From the Ironwood Daily Globe in 1926. Boys shall not be permitted to use suits while swimming. Mm. Girls must wear swimming suits, preferably of cotton. All instructors in charge of classes consisting of either boys or girls shall wear swimming suits. So at least the... What? At least the instructors were wearing uh, swimsuits. All very weird. Women did not actually swim in pools nearly as much as boys and men. Female athleticism was... Was it because all the men fucking was, like, (laughs) hard to concentrate on their breaststroke? Female athleticism was disdained at this point. Even (laughs) in the 1930s, doctors were writing books claiming that athletic women gave birth to ugly babies. Oh, that's... mm, What? That's terrific. It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, that's tasty. Well, you shouldn't run so much, Kathy. Your boy will be a freak. He'll have one eye lower than the other. <laughs> yep. I've seen it. Well, those weren't jumping jacks, were they? Mm-mm. You want a boy with a cone head? <laughs> then get and just lay down and be a woman. You want a dead head on your baby's shoulder? Stop with the sit-ups. Quit with the moving around, Gladys. The school board, the public school boards responsible for schools with pools also had to abide by the state public health and APHA pool management guidelines. So... Nude swimming at schools. Swimming uh, nude continued for years without anyone questioning it. A few months after the U.S. entered World War II, the L-85 regulation was implemented. This mandated the minimum use of cloth for clothing since it was needed for munitions. During that time, it became patriotic for men and boys to swim nude. God bless this country. (coughs) Jimmy, get your goddamn pants off. Don't you love America? So I want to see dicks in pools, gentlemen. You're just making mm-hmm. the pool into like a pube soup with men of all ages. Well, you're doing your duty for the country. Yeah, don't, doing. don't, Dave. This is about America. No, now. it is not. It's about America. Do you uh, care, do you not care about our God. boys fighting Again, over there? Again, I just think you think about. Do the... you <sighs> care about our boys fighting over there? I do. Okay, so get it on. I also care about the pedophile right. who wakes so, up one day to hear right. that it's patriotic to go to the public okay. YMCA and go swim naked with uh-huh. boys. Okay, so you're rooting for Germany. Yeah. Yep. Okay, Hitler, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Hitler on this one. This went as far as publishing photos of naked boys swimming in what? newspapers and magazines. What? <laughs> what? I can't believe how gay this has gotten. I really, 
I didn't even want to say that I was worried about it becoming a huge, weird gay thing. But this is a huge, weird gay thing. In 1941, Life magazine published a photo of young boys in a shower as part of a spread. What? On the concept of democracy. What? <laughs> the concept of democracy? Uh, How? <laughs> How did they do it? I don't I mean, that I is a the segue of all segues. It's a huge segue. I mean, look how great our democracy is. These are boys <laughs> naked in a shower. This is the Senate. They vote on these bills. Speaking of Bill, this boy's named Billy. Here's his penis. He's naked. <laughs> Taking a camera into a boy's locker room at school and photographing teenage boys completely naked while showering, then printing that photo. Taking up an entire half page for the world to look at was considered perfectly appropriate, writes a swimming pool historian. Well, I, didn't, I actually took out his name because I liked the term swimming pool historian. Yeah, it, it is It is amazing to think of a guy who's like, I know everything about pools. Did you want to talk about pools today? Don't even get me into the above ground era. Uh, at Berkeley this semester, I will be teaching a swimming pool class and uh, to a room of crickets yeah so first there was water <laughs> uh the published letters to the editor immediate in the next edition of uh life magazine never revealed any review reader having any concern about the naked boys good it was totally normal good it is totally normal Totally fine thing to do. In, in 1940, the Sheboygan Pass, a oh. Wisconsin oh, paper. Oh, no, no, yeah, I'm Dave, going into Dave, your, yeah, Dave. I'm going into your... David, yeah, why? Because I had to. Leave my people be. Published nude photos of a boy swimming along with his address. <laughs> Quote, there's one striking difference between the boys and girls at the Recreation Department's swimming classes in Central High on Saturday mornings. The girls wear suits. The boys pretend that the pool is some old swimming hole and go in minus everything except their dignity. The two pictures above were taken out the classes last Saturday morning. The girls at 8.30, the boys at 10.30 o'clock. Howard Rich... Victor Chink Reinholtz. Chink uh, is in parentheses because that's his nickname. Um, what? Okay, I have a to-do list. Okay, who lives at 1530 Clare Street Avenue, what? demonstrates the correct diving technique for his fellow swimmers what? is a picture of the boys. Dave. So it's just a naked kid on a diving board. Is he, is, is he Asian? Nope. They're just calling a non-Asian kid a chink well, as a his, nickname? That's his nickname. His nickname. Were, were they aware that we were using that nickname for other things at the time? That's... Okay, all right, and then, and then, all right, so let's just put a pin in that. The fuck are they doing putting his address out there? That's... It's like a treasure hunt maybe, for a pedophile. Maybe you'd like to... No, wanna, you can't, you're, you don't even have your defend voice on right now. Maybe you want to swing by his house and tell him how great his bottom looks. Oh, man, you had a great penis, chink. <laughs> just swung eight. I saw Chink swimming in the pool the other day. Any way to talk about his dick or talk to him about teach? Can I suck your boys? Can you? Is you? I'm. Oh boy, I should go. <laughs> Mister, Mrs. Chink, I'm here to see your boy. I saw his picture in the paper, and I want to so, touch him. I saw his picture, and I know there's a long line of gentlemen, but I, the reason it's uh, like The Bachelor. It's gonna be like uh, fifty fucking pedophiles. Like, is your your uh, boy? Can he come out and play? I have a private <laughs> swimming pool. 
And I saw your son in the that, paper. That guy can't even open his eyes. He's uh, so full of shit. I'm going to look at the ground when I talk to you. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Swimming nude began to wane a bit by the late 1950s. Wait, sorry, real quick. Yep. The girls are still wearing cotton. Oh, yeah, always, the whole time. Yeah, so they're not patriots. So it's just well, the boys. they have vaginas and breasts. Right, okay, sorry, just wanted to get that out of the way, too. By then, automatic chlor- chlorination was controllable to adjust f- uh, for the contamination in pools. Medicine had conquered polio, and the medical profession was confident curative medicines would stop outbreaks of any disease that might be transmitted by pool water. But nude swimming was still required by the APHA. Required. 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 What? So anybody who went to school... Had to swim naked. From the right now, where we are now, is the 50s on down, had to swim naked. <laughs> but people began to express concern in the 60s. Oh, really? I, the time when everybody was getting naked against war, they're like, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on now. I think we're fucked up. Societal norms shifted, and some boys and their parents began speaking up. In 1961, in the small town of Menasha, Wisconsin. Oh, no, back to Wisconsin. High school boys and their parents petitioned the school board to allow boys to wear swim trucks to swim practice. All right. They good. just wanted to wear them to swim. That's all they wanted to wear. They well, just I'm, glad, to wear I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad we're trying to right the ship in Wisconsin. Quote, the boys were affected morally, physically, and psychologically by forcing them to swim in the nude, one of the mothers noted at the meeting. But. The petition was voted down. The all-male board claimed swim trucks would be too expensive. They also claimed that swimming nude would build a man's character. I mean, the all-male board? Yeah. This is just like the Catholic Church in a pool. (laughs) This is insane. No, we like it when the boys are naked. Next! Quote, physical education considers that this experience is a good one for later life. For example, the armed services, where the disregard for privacy is real and serious, the director of the board noted. Hey, these boys could go in the army, so they should probably be swimming around naked. Yeah. Also, I bought a new camera. (laughs) Also, uh, men should be allowed to masturbate at some of these swim meets. Right. We're going to have a small window that you can stand up and look out, and then a a tiny room that you can masturbate in. And the women will be wearing summer dresses. Of course. (laughs) In 1962, the American Public Health Association dropped the nude swimming recommendation because it was no longer needed to preserve public health. Uh, 1962. Good. So every single person you know that went to high school before 1962 swam naked. Well, my parents. I'm just thinking about my parents. Right. My brother. No. Your brother's not. No. No. Gee, good God. Sorry. I apologize. To in, the ni- in the 60s, the YMCA began to admit females. <laughs> so uh, everything's fucked up. Uh, now. now they're going to tattle on boy time. Each location decided. The aquatic instructor was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no girls and their non-penis bodies. Each location decided for itself on its nude swimming policies. So uh, after the... Uh, after the APHA dropped the requirement, that now the Y was just like, well, each individual Y can make their decision on whether or not boys should swim nude. I mean, er- it, it's, it really is just saying to anybody who likes nude boys, yeah, <laughs> this is your heaven. Yeah, you can have a nude boy trap. Uh. 
Urban Bronger, the general secretary of the Allentown, Pennsylvania YMCA, reported to an executive YMCA conference that basically the reasons for nude swimming, wool fibers, and cleanliness no longer made sense for modern pools, which were then equipped with chlorine and powerful filtration systems. Bronger said the only rational reason to continue the tradition of nude swimming was to encourage a proper attitude toward the body. What? He should have left that last part out. <laughs> Everything made total sense. By the 1970s, swimming nude was fading from schools and public pools. From schools? Weird. The Duluth School District included in its 1973-1974 budget an amount that secured a sufficient number of swimsuits for the boys' swim program and that the practice of requiring boys to swim nude be discontinued immediately. Yeah. Well, somebody woke up. In 1972, Congress passed the federal Title Regulation, Title IX regulations. It prohibited sexual, sexual discrimination in educational institutions and allowed females to play on male sports teams if no teams exist for females. What this, about their babies? This, <laughs> this, this led to women being much more involved in sports and therefore swimming. It greatly helped uh, the practice of... It greatly helped end the practice of male nude swimming in schools. That, along with the fact the boys hated it. Here's... And it slowly faded away and was all but forgotten. Now, today, TV shows and movies of those times depict boys swimming in swimsuits, so the common belief is that's how it was, but it wasn't. It was full-on nude boy time. What's fucked up is that it would have just been great, like... (laughs) Well... (laughs) If it was, if you were like allowed to swim naked with girls, at that well, yeah, that would have been awesome. It'd have been great. <laughs> I'd have no problem Unless with you're the cotton. A tiny one. It also shrinks up when you go. Oh, it totally shrinks up. Yeah. But I think you know. I mean, I think if you and like thirty of your closest guy friends were in the pool, you'd just be able to say, yeah. you know, look, it, who knows what's going on? Science. And when I was in, when I was researching this, I found so many blogs of older men being like, yeah. I swam in the nude, and then just like almost like these therapeutic posts of dudes are like, yeah. yeah, I had to go out naked out there. I mean, in Chicago in the 70s, they were all fucking swimming nude still. Like, Ugh. it's crazy how long it went on. It, it, it went on until the 70s. It, and and honestly, the, the, the thing that make the red flag to me is that the women always had to be clothed. Yeah, that is a... That's that an enormous... A... That's just such an inconsistency with every reason why. <laughs> Is that the women had to be in these? If you're swimsuits. ever in any sort of situation and someone says, "I want the women to be clothed and the boys to be naked," it's just weird. Everybody should say that. Let's not do that. It's weird. It's, it's really weird. It's crazy weird. All right, boys, let's see those pe- girls. No, come no, on, ladies, girls, you're cover fine. up Keep your those on. nipples. Just Gross. the boys. I just want to see dicks. Okay, I'm the director of aquatics here. It's a. It's. it's you're right. It's exactly like the Catholic Church. It's got a crazy weird pedophile feel to it yes and it's pedophile feel and the non-pedophile but also the fact that there were a thousand spectators watching boys swim nude and everyone's like yay and they're like 13 year old boys no this i mean honestly like somebody would just be like doug i didn't know you like swimming he's like oh i've always loved swimming just the way the 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 water slowly I also like drips sh- off uh, of their nipples and their. Uh, I mean, I love the fastest. It's important to be the fastest. I also like uh, uh, children. 
naked children. Doug, Doug. I would like to work at the YMCA because I enjoy children, and <laughs> I enjoy watching naked children. I, I will say that it, it is it's nice to be back in America I hearing know. some normal stories right. as opposed to... <laughs> Crazy Australians. Crazy Australians. All right. Well, that's the dollop. Jesus God. What the Hope fuck? Hope you enjoyed it. Please go leave a, a, a review on iTunes. Apparently, we were wrong. Um, that does help. So go in there. If you haven't left a review for the dollop, please go over to iTunes and leave a nice review. And uh, that'll help us out a lot. And don't wear cotton because there's a war. And there's a war. Don't wear cotton. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this... Uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th, Adelaide, November 16th, Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 